Welcome to Cruise with the Lose, a fun and informational podcast that answers your timely questions about cruise planning and your vacation on board ship. Let's get started with this week's show. Well, welcome or welcome back to our Cruise with the Lose friends and family for this exciting, informational uh, episode, season two, episode number two. Can't believe we've made it this far, or maybe that time has gone by this quickly in our cruise universe of Cruise with the Lose. I'm joined by almost all of the Lose of Cruise with the Lose here this evening to talk about a topic that we thought was incredibly important, and that is cruising on a budget. We're all going to be going around sharing tips about how to get the best deal on everything cruising. I know all of you probably want to know ways that you can maximize those dollars while on the ship, as well as making sure that you get the best deal when you're booking. So to kick things off, I'm going to throw it over to Dad because he has a wealth of information and knowledge about something he was just had such a deep desire to talk about this evening. Sort of. uh, (laughs) No, mainly it's uh, because I have been for 20 20 years uh, kind of uh, helping out on uh, picking our cruises, so it's it's been enjoyable uh, for the most part. Uh, That's true. Basically, a free travel agent. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. It was proposed I, I turn into a travel agent after I really retire for oh, a, for the second time. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, in uh, cruising on a budget, one of the things you first you want to do is identify your cruise line, the duration of the cruise, whether it's going to be a three, three night, four, five, or a seven, or a transatlantic cruise, that's 13 nights, uh, the, your stateroom type, and your itinerary, and uh, what that might include. Is it going to be multiple islands or a day at sea, and uh, just going to Nassau? So go online, see a cruise line you would like um, to choose, whether it be any of the, the major ones, Carnival, uh, Norwegian, um, Disney, whatever, and and just uh, kind of write down some prices first uh, on the different ones. And then if you're ready to really pull the trigger on those, find out when the the next itineraries will be announced. Say for, for spring of 24, uh, they're usually announced um, in the summer, and next summer's uh, itineraries will be announced this fall. So the closer you get to when those itineraries come out, that's your time to really consider pulling the trigger on those because it'll never be any lower in price than that time. Because mm. the, the the closer you get to a cruise, uh, usually uh, supply and demand, you're going to find that it's going to be more expensive. So if you're dealing with a travel agent, contact that individual or go to your AAA or, or whatever you're dealing with, Costco travel, what have you. So just check those things out and um, uh, see what you can work out. 
Good thoughts. Good thoughts for sure. Uh, like Dad mentioned, he's the one of the one of the main ones that when we go on family cruises together, he always facilitates and takes care of all the details, which is great for the rest of us. We just get to roll up and hop out of the car and have an enjoyable time together. But one of the things that I've noticed when um, I booked a cruise just for uh, Samantha and I, when we go uh, during the summertime or, or fall time or spring, springtime or anytime really is a great time to go on a cruise but when we go on our cruises at least annually uh, one of the things that I've noticed is every couple months what you want to do is call in to the uh, cruise line that you're booked with and ask them for any price drops now the cruise lines are not going to inform you when the price of the cruise uh, fluctuates lower than what you booked in app. So this is specifically, say you've booked and you're all set and you um, you have, haven't paid your final payment yet, so you're outside of that 60 or 90 day window, uh, then you can just call them and say, hey, is the, is the price of the cruise that I have any lower? And you know what? I've saved a few hundred dollars, uh, a couple hundred dollars probably each time, a few hundred dollars total um, on all of the cruises that we've gone on. Now, I mentioned that this is specifically if you have not paid your final, made your final payment yet. If you have, it still wouldn't hurt to ask. Who knows? Maybe they can give you a onboard credit equal to the amount that the cruise went down or something of that nature. But usually with as it gets closer, like Dad mentioned, supply and demand um, as the supply gets lower um, then the uh, the cost generally goes up but um, one of the things that lends itself to getting a great cruise deal is the type of stateroom that you book into I think Ben had some thoughts on this one yeah so when looking at specific staterooms you really have to consider your total vacation package and what you want with that, as well as the number of people you're traveling with, because the least expensive stateroom isn't always going to be the best deal specifically for you. You don't so, say. Hmm, yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> so on cruise lines, often they'll have different categories of staterooms that come with different things. Some are interior, some just have windows, some have balconies, some are suites, sort of like a, a regular hotel. But along with those different levels, they'll often have different discounts or freebies uh, for things that you would normally have to pay extra for, whether that be an internet package or a drink package or maybe a free dinner in a specialty dining restaurant. So you have to consider that when you're looking at staterooms and the cruise line website will normally have those deals pop up as you're booking. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. Also, when you're looking for a deal on a stateroom specifically, there are, as I mentioned, different categories. So the interior staterooms are always going to be your cheapest option. And honestly, if you're fine with not having a window looking outside, I know that can be really off-putting for some people. But if you're willing to forgo that, you can save quite a bit of money. If you think, hmm, I'm only going to be here to change my clothes, brush my teeth, and sleep at nighttime, uh, and I'll be out on deck the rest of the time, that can be a great way to save 20 to 50% off the cost of uh, maybe a suite or a balcony room. Yes, and speaking from 
um, all of the rest of the people on the cruise ship to you. Please make sure, I don't care if you sleep in your stateroom, but at least go back there and change your clothes and brush your teeth, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Please. <laughs> we would all appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so, we have so all ben, run across people who don't do that on cruises. And oh, yes. you kind of stay away from those people. Vacation doesn't mean that you can stop performing basic human functions. Absolutely. All right. PSA over. Uh, so, Ben, this is a follow-up thought or question for you. Yeah. Um, um, did you. Do you think that if you allow the cruise line to – because I've seen this category before. I've never done it. But if you allow the cruise line to choose the room for you, if you just book into a guaranteed stateroom, say, I, I want to make sure that I have a room on the ship or an interior room or balcony room on the ship, but they choose where they put you, you think that's another uh, way that you could save some money? Yeah, absolutely. So those are the guaranteed categories, and you'll see that sort of um, – as a caveat, give there before or after the the category name, and that mm. can be a great way to save some money if you just don't care. If sure. you know you're willing to, you know, maybe roll the dice on that. Now, yeah. the thing about it is, you save money, and you also pick your category. So it's not like you'd be paying for uh, a balcony room and get stuck on deck two uh, sure. interior. So you're guaranteed a category, but you might be put in a less optimal position. Maybe you're really far from the elevators or, you know, maybe your balcony is slightly obstructed by a lifeboat or something. Uh Uh Uh-huh. So you just have to decide if it's worth it for you or not. Right. But if it doesn't matter, that can be a great way to save some money. Mm. Good call. Good call. So you're about to go on a cruise, but not sure if you have all the essentials. Well, you're in luck. Our Amazon shop has all of our tried and true cruise essentials to shop in one easy spot. Visit the Amazon link in the description of this podcast to shop everything you'll need for your next cruise adventure. So another great way to save um, potentially some money, but at least know that you're... (laughs) excuse me, the money that you're paying is is getting optimized, is having someone else do all of the planning pieces and organization of your cruise vacation for you. And I'm talking about a travel agent. We've touched on this briefly joking around uh, that dad is our travel agent, but um, we want to toss it over to mom who has some additional thoughts on uh, travel agent usage. Yeah, travel agents are great. It If you have a travel agent already, um, or if you don't have one, uh, what you look for in booking a cruise is if they offer onboard credit, that's where your saving is going to be. You don't pay more to use a travel agent um, because you're not paying them. It's coming out of the fee that you're paying regardless of what it is. So you never pay more to use a travel agent, Um, but make sure they're going to offer you something an onboard state credit or a percentage off the cruise or something. Um, In my resourceful self, I always look to find um, where I can get gift cards for that cruise line that are a five to 10% savings. So 
in other words, AAA members, Costco, um, sometimes your um, auto insurance, whatever offers gift cards for cruises, for travel, that's 5 to 10% savings. So you go and purchase an, enough of the gift cards to, or however many they'll take that pay for, um, pay for the cruise and then you're saving another 5%. Use a credit card, and you're going to save um, another one to five percent purchasing um, those gift cards as well. So um, you will want to find out if your travel agent or the cruise line will take the gift cards and use them, and how many. Sometimes they limit how many gift uh. cards you can actually use. So you would want to find that out first. But we've saved pretty much every time an additional 5% um, because uh, we, we buy the gift cards and pay for the cruise that way. And, wow. and also also on that note, like with whether it's AAA or Costco or something like that, also look at your credit cards. Right. I personally have the Chase Sapphire Preferred Credit Card, which is their travel card. And you can, through their own portal, you can book cruises through that and Oftentimes, you can get a really, really good discount. You can get great cash back options. Um, if you're just looking to open up a credit card, you can get all those bonus points that they typically offer, which then can turn into money that you then put back on the balance of your credit card. So I think there are a lot of ways to kind of like figure out the system and work around it a little bit. Yeah. Mm. And also, if, for example, if you have the credit card that is specific to the cruise line, for example, Disney has a Visa card. If you're buying merch on board or buying services or anything, spa services or anything, you can save an additional 10 to 20 percent. Um, by using those credit cards um, and, you know, it comes back to you as rewards anyway. So um, that's another savings, another way to have some savings for additional things. Wow. I'm loving all of the workarounds and the double dipping and all of the things. And no, I wouldn't call it cheap. I would just call it resourceful. All right. So moving, move absolutely, moving right along. Um, one of the one of the other things that I see people ask a lot, or I hear a lot of questions about, and have myself as well um, at times question this. But do you think the time of year has a direct effect on cruise prices? Meaning the time of year that you book the cruise that you are to go on, and also the time of year that said cruise is going to be. Uh, leaving uh, the port. So I, I think that this one would be a great one for, for Emily to answer. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and uh, toss it into your lap. Yeah, no worries. So I think like Dad had mentioned at the start of the podcast, um, you want to look to see when those itineraries first drop to be able to basically get the best discount for or value rather for the cruise that you're looking to book. So cruises, I will say, they take a bit of pre-planning. You, If you want to not pay top dollar for a cruise, you can't necessarily be spontaneous for one. But I think like we've talked about all through this whole podcast, there are ways to kind of optimize to make sure you are getting the best deal. But as far as 
when you cruise, it definitely the time of year when you cruise definitely does play a pretty major role in the price it's going to be. So, for instance, around your holidays, Christmas, New Year's, even Valentine's Day, Fourth of July, even your spring breaks, fall breaks, just like any other vacation, whether it be domestic or international, you are going to be paying more money for that cruise at that specific time. Now, there are often a lot of perks that come along with that. For instance, on Disney, they do the Maritime Cruises, which just have a lot more special entertainment and fun, exciting activities and little shows and things like that. So oftentimes you do get extras if you are doing, say, a Christmas cruise or over New Year's or or even Thanksgiving. But if that doesn't matter quite as much to you, then look for cruises that may happen in the summertime. I think a lot of people are kind of leaving the trend behind of always doing their vacation in the summertime and are rather going at different times of the year instead. So summertime cruises are often the most economical, but you'll have to also think that if you're in the Caribbean or doing Caribbean sailings and things like that, kind of around that like mid-August-ish kind of time all the way through about October, you're sailing in hurricane season. So that doesn't necessarily mean that your cruise is going to get canceled, but if there is a storm, your itinerary might be significantly changed. And if you're really excited about an itinerary, that might just be something to think about. So again, kind of like the guaranteed stateroom or something like that, if you're willing to just kind of like, hey, this is the time I have free. I want to go on a cruise in the Bahamas. It doesn't matter if there might be a storm that comes up or the seas are a little choppy, then go for it. You're probably going to get the best value of a cruise during kind of that time period of the year. I'm going to throw one other savings tip in there that I just came to that just came to mind. No, it's not allowed. If if you're already on, (laughs) if you're already on a cruise, while you're on a cruise, a lot of the cruise lines offer um, you to do what's called a placeholder, and you put a couple hundred dollars to hold for a placeholder. And then you have upwards 18 to 24 months to book your next cruise. And you get a 10, you usually get about a 10% savings by having a placeholder. It's something we always do. We always collect as many placeholders as we can. And we putting the $200 down our savings of 10% way exceed that $200. We're usually saving several hundred additional dollars by doing the placeholder. Wow, that's awesome. That's a really cool tip. Does every cruise line do that or just Disney? Ian, did you have some with MSC or Carnival that you did that with? So back in the day, Carnival did offer people the ability to do a placeholder for your next cruise. However, they do not do that anymore. They do what's called a welcome back email. So within the week after you return to your home and pop open that email and delete all of the work emails that you missed, you'll notice one from Carnival welcoming you back. And generally, they'll, they offer you some small 
but still a discount, a small discount if you book another cruise with them. And that discount is usually proprietary to the people that would have just returned, meaning it's not available to the general public and it's stacked on top of uh, uh, discounts already and sales already being offered, I believe. But uh, when our, our most recent MSC cruise, there was a, a ship that was um, uh, being built currently that's going to be unveiled uh, in spring of 2025. So two, almost two years from now. And we uh, went ahead and popped a placeholder down on it, A, because we wanted to make sure we got a room uh, during the time constraints we could travel. And two, we did end up saving a significant amount of money. Um, of course, they were projecting out what their prices were going to be. But um, if it even gets close to that, we will certainly buy spending a couple hundred dollars have saved um, a significant amount as well. So that is absolutely true. Uh, one of the things that we want to do now is kind of move from being on the ship to uh, off of the ship, things that you may encounter or do in port. And I'm talking about excursions. So um, I think I think Dad probably has some good thoughts on this. But how do you think uh, booking excursions impact the total price of your cruise? It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Okay, moving right along then. Yes. <laughs> but we have more on that subject. Uh, so actually. Uh, you can book excursions through your cruise line, um, but I would suggest first uh, doing some research on your own by looking at the port, the city where you'll be uh, tendering or getting off the ship for that, that day, that short amount of time. What paid excursions offer that you can do on your own by walking or catching a cab or a bus to a local beach or someplace um, and just you know, see if you want to wander on your own. There are private companies such as Viator, that's V-I-A-T-O-R, uh, that's another option. It costs less usually than a cruise line. It offers smaller groups, so you get there quicker, um, you get more personal attention, the guides are, are smaller. It's not like you're traveling on a larger scale bus from your cruise line. Oh, and, sure. uh, and they usually beat the cruise line buses there. Remember, some ports you're going into, there's going to be three, four, five ships. That That's upwards of, you know, six to 10,000 people getting off a ship all at once. So you you want to, say you're in Rome, you you want a little van to take you into uh, Rome if you're, if you're docked at Sidibici, uh and not wait for a bus to traverse the, uh, the narrow true. streets of Rome. So And w waiting, like you mentioned, for people from other cruise lines to hop on that same bus with you. Right, exactly. Good thoughts, for sure. So, so wrapping it up, I just wanted to talk um, and hit on one thing that a couple of us have already mentioned, and that is a rewards or loyalty program. It does pay to be loyal. Uh, though not as much anymore, you can still find uh, discounts with cruise line status. And probably the best one that I've come across is the status match that MSC does. So they will match your entry level rewards tier uh, with your highest 
uh, other rewards category from anything you have, from travel to a credit card to another cruise line, whatever you are with them, they will comparably bring you in with them at that tier level. So you might only end up getting an extra bottle of water. You might end up getting a bunch of chocolate-covered strawberries. You might end up getting a free spa pass, depending on your reward tier level. But also, um, mom and dad, I know you guys are about to hit a great milestone with Disney cruises. Um, you want to speak into that a little bit on some of the the uh, status that you can gain with them? Yeah, once you reach platinum on Disney, you um, are get a, a a free brunch and or dinner uh, valued at fifty dollars per person. Uh, one of their specialty restaurants called Palo. Uh, we're going to take advantage of both lunch, uh, brunch and dinner on, on our upcoming cruise here in a few Yes, weeks. you are. Um, and it also, you also get other things in your stateroom. Uh, you just, you just call and they bring you chocolates, uh, some drink package, what have you. So, uh, it's more than, uh, you know, a, a Mickey bar. So it's, uh, one thing <laughs> that keeps you going and, um, and you all, just have that status on MSC. So you say at, at entry level, and it keeps on building from there. So you're at there, that highest level on MSC, and every time you do cruise with them, you keep on gaining more and more points. So yes. that's a starting point. Yes, absolutely. It's the, it's the start. It's basically the launch pad or the foundation of where you get to start. Um, but I just want to as we wrap up, throw it out to the whole family. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for weighing in your opinion, your thoughts, your valuable information. But does anybody have any last little tips or hacks that you guys have in um, making the most out of your cruise? We're all here um, to make the most out of this, um, this cruise experience. Does anybody have anything they want to add? Bring your own water bottle. Yeah, with water. So you don't have yeah refillable. So you don't have to go and just use tiny little cups and go ten thousand times. It could also, I mean, if you're willing, you kind of cheat the system a little bit. You could fill it up with something a little different than water. If you know what I mean. Oh, (laughs) Emily is advocating for cheating. No, no, no. (laughs) And you don't want to pay for a bottled water for exactly every time. That's very true. Yeah. And for example, Disney Cruise Line, you can fill your, your because their beverage stations are all the sodas and um, coffee, tea, iced tea, lemonade, all those things. You can have your own and fill it up and then have it to walk around with because it's all included in the price that you pay. There's no yeah. beverage package for those kind of beverages. Uh-huh. So... One of the great things that I've noticed is obviously is the all you can eat ice cream on a cruise. So maybe you don't want the just vanilla chocolate swirl combo 37 times while you're on your five day cruise. So you want to mix it up a little bit. But instead of going and paying in the um, candy shop that they all have on board, you know, eight dollars for six gummy worms or something like that, maybe swing by the dollar store on your way to the port and uh Stash those in a Ziploc in your suitcase and bring them on board and make your own ice cream sundae bar. Look at you. That's right. That's right. That's right. So thank you all again. Cruise with the Lose 
family for joining me in this discussion and our Cruise with the Lose followers for listening in. We hope you guys gain some insightful knowledge and uh, we look forward to being back with you in just a couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to Cruise with the Lose. We'll be back in two weeks with more informational and inspirational cruising content. Until then, happy sailing.